this is our first episode of the Destructura podcast. I have my team member and our first guest with me, Katerina Lipovka. Hi, everyone. And today we're going to do a brief intro about ourselves. Well, not so brief for Katya because it's her podcast, uh, but a brief one for me and a brief one for the plan of Destructura. Once we have talked about it, we will move on to Katya's story as a young gallerist, a young artist, a young blockchain art producer. We'll get to know more when she talks about it. But right now, let's dive into the first intros of myself and the project. So I'm Anastasia Lindberglova. I'm a young artist myself. I have done a couple exhibitions. I have a BA in fine arts and I studied the social design as my master's. Never finished that one though. I have worked in a couple of galleries and an art center. So I have a little bit of a background in the arts and well, a little bit, eh, quite some background in the arts. And I also was part of the European Youth Parliament for, for 10 years. I was running the NGO in Estonia for a year, then running it for a year in Russia. And I took part in over 40, I guess, 43 events uh, all over Europe, from Azerbaijan to Spain and from Italy to the, the north of Sweden. So it was like a pretty extensive trip around Europe. Uh, as I started um, trying to make my way in the art sector, I realized quite quickly that the education I got was very focused on artistic practices and making the art and very little on how to be an artist, so how to make a living, how to understand understand the structural networks and the frameworks, how institutions interact. So I decided to put my EYP, European Youth Parliament skills, to good use, combined with some skills I have gained in the art world, and started this project, Destructura. What will it look like? First, we will get a hundred young art professionals from Europe, artists, video artists, mixed media artists, choreographers, dancers, gallerists, art managers, a very, very mixed bunch. And uh, during the first stage, they will be divided into 10 working groups, each one focusing on a particular topic that they're interested in. Can be, for example, grant opportunities and funding of the arts in Europe. And for four months, remotely, these groups will be working on researching the topics and understanding in depth how everything around it functions in Europe. They will have access to our experts and partners to ask questions and get some input from somebody who's already in the industry and has first-hand knowledge. They will obviously do some research and they will be helped by moderators from the European Youth Parliament Network. Then we get to a big forum in Tallinn that's going to last nine days. And the first part of it, the first four days, are going to be based on that research. The groups will sit down together, look at what they have learned so far, and narrow it down to specific problems that they would like to focus on and propose solutions. Midway, we're going to have the first general assembly where everybody will present their findings so that everybody's in the know and will compile it into a report to then be sent to decision makers, uh, disseminated across all sorts of different platforms. Then the second stage of the forum, that one is more practical and it will focus on artistic projects. The 100 people are going to be divided into smaller groups from three to six people according to their interests. Let's say you have 
a German curator, a French artist, and a Spanish artist who are really interested in artificial intelligence. They will sit down together for four days and start writing a project proposal with everything from fundraising, communication, production, to actually showing it somewhere in Europe. And some of our partners have already suggested giving their platforms, physical platforms, over to show those projects. And on the very last day of the farm, they will get together in a big room and present what they have so far. Then they're going to go away, and for a year, they're going to be working on the projects and presenting them. And once that is done, the very last stage of the project would then be us compiling, getting feedback from them about how it went, what real problems they encountered in the art world while doing this. And this feedback is going to be compiled into a report that then will also be disseminated like the first report we mentioned. And that's a short description of what we're doing for Destructura. Maybe we can talk about the name during the next episode. That'd be fun. But for now, I'll give it over to Katerina to tell us about who she is, what she does, and um, interesting stuff of her life in the art world. So, Kat, um, what is it that you do for Destructura, and what is it that you do in life? Thank you for inviting me here. So, I'm an architect artist. I'm from an art family. I've got a master's degree in architecture of building and structures at the National Academy of Fine Arts and Architecture in Kiev, Ukraine. I'm based in Kiev. Also, I'm getting the second master's degree at Lviv Business School, studying innovations and entrepreneurship. The last year, uh, I've launched online art gallery in Kiev, and we've we've tried different formats of um, art events, including residences, exhibitions, and art fairs. The, the path was quite rocky, and it was a great, valuable experience that I got during the year. And now I'm working not only with the Structura, but also uh, with a new project of Blockchain Art Gallery, uh, which will be launched uh, literally in one month. So I'm working more with technology right now. Cool. That's great. I'm looking forward to seeing what it's going to be like, because I don't know much about NFTs. Okay, I know how it basically works with NFTs. But I am curious to see how you're going to, you know, put it together and what it's going to look like. It's just a month. We'll see in a month. (laughs) But can you tell us a little bit more about your gallery? That um, it was not only an online gallery, right? It was also a lot of uh, physical events. And towards the end of its lifetime, as a common project, it was also an actual physical gallery. How it started and what went well. And then also tell the listeners how it died. <laughs> Not really died, but um, yeah, we started our gallery during the first lockdown together with my two partners who had an experience in curating art management and journalism. Uh, we defined some main issues in art market. For example, the art sphere is extremely conservative in any country. So it works not only in Ukraine, but as I had a conversation with different art practitioners around the world, uh, it's a quite common problem. Uh, so usually people even afraid to enter an art gallery because they th- think that it is something expensive and they cannot afford even to buy at least the, the tiniest art piece. In Ukraine, we don't have a culture of buying art. So young generation only start to buy art during the last 
I think five years this culture started to develop, but still we we have problems uh, with the introducing this field for not only for young generation but for for old Ukrainians. We don't have even a museum of uh, contemporary art. This sphere has to have an institutional support. So we decided that uh, we will start our own project. Uh, we focused on affordable young art. We wanted to ruin the myth that um, art is always an exclusive sphere and exists for special people. It was quite hard to launch the project because we had uh, neither client base or financial support. That was the main challenge that we faced and we, we just had um, motivation and enthusiasm to try our skills and look how it will work. So we opened the project with an exhibition. We thought at first that we will operate online, but the first project that happened uh, was offline. And then we realized that we like the offline format much more and we want to create physical exhibitions and try other other formats. The main idea uh, of the project was to create a friendly community around the online platform uh, with affordable prices, transparent policies and simple mechanism of buying. Our first project was an exhibition which lasts uh, one month, but we realized that Almost all our friends came during the first week and then no one cared about our exhibition, about our ideas. And we, we started to think how to change the format or how, how can we attract more people. So we decided to create not just an opening uh, of the project, also the closure of the, ex of this exhibition. So we made an art fair and it was quite a success because we had most of our artworks uh, cost around uh, 30, 50 euros. So we, we, we sold a lot of artworks and uh, the feedback was really nice. So people enjoyed this format. It was during the summer. Uh, so we, we, we realized that we want to continue with this, uh, with art fairs. And we also had a big art fair in Kiev uh, in a few months la later. We, we've gathered around seven galleries and 10, um, 10 artists who came uh, through open call. And we've got around uh, 400 participants during That's one so day. Cool. That's yeah. a lot of people. And during COVID times, uh, it was quite a success, <laughs> to be honest. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, everyone enjoyed um, enjoyed this art fair, and uh, but also we we thought that if we're a young gallery, and so let's try something else. And we also organized uh, the first art residency in the central part of Ukraine. So we we gathered different artists, uh, starting from photographers. Um, video video designers just fine art artists and uh, we we started to reflect on the industrial past of this region in general it was nice because we don't have a lot of um, residences in ukraine so it was new young movement We've selected seven artists from our gallery and we brought them to the central part of Ukraine in one of the biggest cities. So our artists had to 
reflect on industrial past of this territory. We had many excursions around the city to the different factories. So the final product was the, an exhibition, even two exhibitions. So the first was created on, on this location. So we had just one day exhibition and then we came back to Kiev. Uh, we already got the showroom because it was not an exhibition space. It was just tiny, tiny space where we could work and also show, show our, our artists' artworks. But it was a mixed, mixed use space. So, uh, the final exhibition happened in Kiev. And so our artists showed, uh, quite unexpected results. Cool. So this is all the story of how the project between you and your two partners was alive, how it lived, what you did. And now the intriguing part, how did it all come apart and why are you doing something else now? So in general, when we launched this project, I didn't consider it as a business. So it was more about understanding how this cultural art field works. And uh, we didn't have any legal agreements in between team members. So we... We had three co-founders and also one art manager. And uh, at some point we realized that we have absolutely different vision. We see our gallery in even in one year absolutely different. We, we started to think how can we divide our project or how can we use our output and split into different two or three projects. And uh, yeah, while I, I was thinking about any possible options, how to deal with it. My partner issued the copyright for the project. So she made all legal documents with only one name, also blocked the access to our gallery. I couldn't uh, continue my work with, with this project anymore. So I didn't have any legal documents or improvements that I'm a part of this project. Yeah, I remember you were telling me how you were basically coming to what was your gallery, where there were works that even belonged to a family member, and you found a security guard at the door. Yeah, exactly. It was quite hard to understand that one week ago we had a great conversations about our gallery's future, and literally in a few days I don't have any rights to operate anymore. That's an outrageous story, I say. <laughs> But that's, that's a great experience for me because now I realize that any project, if you are talking about the business, uh, you have to sign at least some simple legal agreements between co-founders because, yeah, the life uh, appeared to be quite tricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think there's also another point here, which is you really should be very selective about who you start working with especially if you're starting something new because i mean if it doesn't work with the people it is heading for disaster it's also my experience yeah we, we've made a typical mistake of co-founders that i didn't know this um partner before we started the project so one of them was my friend and this girl i didn't know her working style and especially i didn't know how how cunning and how um, easy it will be for her to to deceive us and to and to yeah take away what you have worked on altogether. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was it, it's just it was just uh, a surprise for me. 
to be honest. But still, um, I think I recovered after this situation quite rapidly. So in literally in one month, I started the project of Blockchain Gallery. Yeah, tell us more about... I mean, it's not online yet, it's in the works, but tell us a little bit about the maybe kind of artist you're looking to work with and the concept, because I know that it's going to be more than just the NFTs. Uh, yeah, exactly. So our new team uh, defined specific rising opportunities in the blockchain art market, and we realized that we want to... Uh, reach the audience uh, not only in the blockchain community but from the art community too. Uh, so we want to create a mixed projects, so including NFTs and original artworks. The main idea of the gallery that combining the possibility of purchasing NFTs together with the original artworks. Uh, so what is NFT? It's non-fungible token. Um, it's a uh, cryptocurrency that will work already works uh, on different blockchains and um, for many artists uh, they're interested in this sphere but they don't really understand how to promote their works how to tokenize them uh, so nft will work as a document that will confirm the ownership of the collector on the particular art object. NFT works as a financial tool, so uh, it is easier to invest. So you have, you have uh, entirely open information about the artwork, about the previous owner, about the price. Uh, so it is um, really interesting how the black art market now um, changes into an open and transparent one and uh, NFT NFTs will definitely help to make this market more open. Uh, so um, the unique feature of our platform will be uh, the possibility to buy NFT, validate it, and convert into a rig original artwork. So uh, you will have kind of a double benefit. So uh, you've got not only one artwork but together with NFT. Our platform will represent different artists, including uh, digital artworks, fine art, and photography. So we don't want to focus only on digital, but also promote uh, professional fine art. Cool. Maybe one day I can apply to be part of your project with my paintings and I can yeah. digitalize some stuff. <laughs> I have you in my uh, artist list already. Ooh, so good. No worries. <laughs> Wonderful. This is how networking works, by the way, in the artwork. <laughs> Oh, can you tell us a little bit about maybe the artists you're working with right now? Is it only Ukrainians or is it worldwide? I heard that somebody from Berlin was taking part. Uh, yeah, so we started from Ukrainian artists just because um, we decided to start from our own uh, acquaintances. So it's easier to explain how cool your project will be when you don't have any information about it. I mean, in terms of... Uh, Instagram or web website, so it was just easier for me to find artists who know me personally. That's why um, our artists, most of them, are from Ukraine. But I don't want to focus on Ukraine because anyway, we have different approaches um, on art. We have absolutely uh, general different art in any country, in different country. So that's why. As we think that our project will be will operate internationally, 
I will also invite artists from from different countries. Sounds so cool. I think I think it will it will develop our diversity too. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm gonna I'm looking forward to seeing how it all um, comes together. Just one thing that you mentioned is how difficult it is to invite people you don't know to a project when you don't you know have a full launched website, all the information. It's just a side note about doing any project and in particular Destructura right now you have to prepare so many PDFs (laughs) you have to write so many documents you have to explain so many things Uh, but I think for our first episode this is going to be a wrap as uh, it's a wrap who says that I forget which which tv show says that (laughs) Well, I'll go with Top Gear ending and say back to the studio, which means that we're actually going to go back to work now. And for our next episode, we already have quite a few speakers lined up. They are all our partners from Destructura. And we're looking forward to telling you more stories about young art professionals. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Join us and see how the project will develop. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.